There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think we're alone now. Because my co-host isn't here and I'm flying solo. Welcome back to Soul Sisters, guys. This is Jesse Katz coming at you from the Billboard offices today where we recorded a very special episode with 80s teen icon Tiffany. Yes, the Tiffany. If you were born before 1990, you definitely know who I'm talking about. If you weren't, look up her biggest songs like I Think We're Alone Now or Could Have Been and you'll realize actually you do know exactly who I'm talking about. This woman actually invented the mall tour. She is an icon. So she stopped by to tell us about the insane experience of being an 80s heartthrob and about her new album that just came out called A Million Miles. So let's do it. Let's listen to today's episode with yeah. Tiffany on Soul Sisters. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay. If there's anything on your mind, you'd like to get out there. Oh, there's always something on my mind. <laughs> what, what's the main thing on your mind these days? Mm. What's the thing that like gets you in your gut when you wake up in the morning? In a good way or a stressful um, way? Well, trying to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to work on that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, because I'm a multitasker. Yeah. I'm very, like, a go-getter, you know. Let's see how much I can put on my plate. Right. That day. I don't mean to do it, but... Okay. I think it's like all women. It just ends up happening. You're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, sure, I can meet you here. Sure, I could do yoga. Oh, I've got to clean my house. And then I've got to return a million emails. And because right now I'm kind of doing a lot of different hats. Uh Um, I manage my own management company with partners. But, um, you know, after being 30 years in the industry, I kind of know what it is I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I've had managers over the past. And you know, it always ends up me really saying, okay, well, these are my dreams and hopes and things anyway. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it ended up that I was kind of co-managing. Right. So I thought, well, why don't I just actually be, have my own management company and then bring in some partners that I really know that have been there for me for, you know, many, many years. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, has they- anyone they, been with you from the very beginning that's still with you now? Uh, not from the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, like one of my agents has known me since I was 15 and he's back in my life now. Wow. Um, and working on my behalf. And uh-huh. so, you know, I have a lot of people who have been there at least, at least 20 years though. Okay. So, no and they, thing. and they, you know, they'll tell me if I'm headed down the wrong road for oh, yeah. sure. And we sit and discuss it. Yeah. What, Mostly, what does that like, look like for you? What's the wrong road? You know, it's never really music. It's always yeah. about, like, my hair, wanting to change my hair or something. <laughs> They're like, girl, you have to stay red. And I'm like, 
okay, well, I want to put like some purple bits or something. Uh-huh. Okay, you're not going to put too much. <laughs> Because, and then they, like, shoot me pictures on my cell phone. Yeah. Okay, this was stunning. This was not. This was like, and I'm like, really? Is it? It's going to be like that today. Isn't that's some well, micromanaging, this maybe. this was a moment that I wanted to have, okay? <laughs> Are you managing other artists as well? No, I mean, okay. eventually, maybe, later yeah. on, as, like, a retirement thing. Right. I'm still rocking what I do, you know? I mean, yeah, you're keeping yourself busy, I I'm think. out there keeping myself busy, so... Throughout the day, I mean, like I said, with wearing all these different hats, it's really important to breathe and, Mm -hmm. like, take a moment and make sure that you're not, like, you know, trying your best to over-obligate and say yes to things in the heat of everything. And then you look at your schedule at the end of the week and you're like, I don't do any of this, you know? (laughs) I just want to go back to bed. Um, So, you know, I mean, I do try to take little, you know, little gaps throughout the day where I just kind of you know, disappear for 15, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. It's easier at home. Yeah, for sure. Because I go on my back patio and Where is I home turn on Nashville. Okay. So, and I have eight and a half acres out in the country. Oh, nice. I walk outside and I have my little green tea and I go, ah, okay, isn't this great? It's just nature and it's beautiful and I'm grateful and and then I can go back in and do whatever, you know, you need to do. I mean, I think for a performer's life or so many people's lives, but with the music industry, you might have a plan and then you wake up that day and everything changes. Yeah. So, I mean, you can be in Kentucky by the end of the day, you know, right. it's like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to seize those moments um, mm-hmm. and you plan things and they don't work out the way that you thought they were going to work out or they're even bigger than you thought it was going to be. And so you have to rise to that occasion. I Uh mean, it's a fun world. It really is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So you have this new album out. I do. So this is a a particularly busy moment for you, I'm assuming. Yes. um, That you chose for yourself. Yes. When did the planning of this album begin? We started really planning um, probably about October. Okay. And we went into the studio and started writing in December. And we had it out by the end of March. Right? Yeah, for, I mean... I just don't like to like take a long time to do an album, uh-huh. especially being in Nashville and then coming to New York and coming to LA mm-hmm. and writing with people that I had, you know, my list of co-writes that I wanted to achieve. Uh-huh. Um, and then I knew a lot of the topics I wanted to talk about. Okay. And the melodies kind of came to me a little bit mm-hmm. um, and some of the titles. So we were off and running okay. uh, a lot. And I knew I wanted to do an album um, that was ballad heavy. Uh-huh. It's been a lot of years since I've really committed to just singing, which sounds ridiculous. But yeah, what does that mean exactly? Well, I think for a lot of you, you know, I did like the whole, I think we're alone now, could have been, mm-hmm. I saw him standing there all this time. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, we got really ballad heavy. Right. Okay. So, and which was great because, you know, definitely at 16, 17, I wanted to show that I could sing. Yeah. But for a show, it was like, okay, snooze fest, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a hard balance to pull off, right? Definitely. Yeah. And I think I probably, you know, I love ballads. I'm very melancholy and I love all of that. And it could show that I could sing. But I think it was probably a little too much too soon because uh-huh. my audience really just wanted to dance and have a good time. Yeah. And we ended up really having a hard time. So I think that kind of scared me a little bit that yeah. you know, everything has to be up tempo. Uh-huh. You know, so I've done some dance stuff. Um, right. And then I've done some like 
you know, up-tempo kind of rock stuff. And I just really wanted to live there. Okay. And also as a vocalist, it's no pressure. I'm right. like, guitar solo, I'll be <laughs> Take over it away. here. You know, and I could stay up late with the band and I could, you know, do my thing. Uh-huh. And I didn't have to be as disciplined as a vocalist. Right. Um, but now at 44 and, you know, just being out on the road and people still going, oh, you could really sing. I that must thought, feel good. I just need to get to it. How, you know? Yeah. <laughs> how, how is it that people just don't know that I can really sing? <laughs> um, and then, you know, again, some of the topics on this album are about my life and, you know, things that have happened in the last five years mm-hmm. um, with, a, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people passing away, mm. a lot of change. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very deep rooted songs. Okay. And it just sounded right to have them either slow, you know, mid-tempo or a ballad. Right. Um, so I went in there going, I'm going to co-produce. I kind of want so the strings and, and violins. Yeah. It, okay. it And so it's been... It's been great. I yeah. mean, you know, I've always been behind the scenes a little bit, um, kind of designating what I want, but I never mm-hmm. felt comfortable taking a title. Okay. And on this one, I came in and saying, I'm ready. Uh-huh. I really am. I, I definitely have a vision. I don't speak your language because I don't play an instrument. I badly play piano. Okay. It's terrible. But it's <laughs> like, just did enough you take to... you lessons when you were little? Or? I've taken lessons many times. Yes. <laughs> Something you return to periodically and then I can't I, I, get I'm down so on terrible that I'm like ooh no you know I open up my my voice and my mouth and my voice comes out yeah and then I don't really have to you know struggle with it uh-huh. I mean there's things that you know vocally I want to achieve or whatever I have to practice a little okay. bit but it's just there yeah with playing a piano it's like dang, Whole dang. Story. and I'm like ooh that doesn't sound good ooh that's really loud <laughs> my poor neighbors you know so it's it's that commitment yeah. To really practice um, mm-hmm. and to have the time to do it, and I go in spurts. Yeah. So now I just know enough to really write, right? And and talk shop as a writer. Uh huh. But to really take it to the performance level, I'm so not ready not yet. There yet. Yes. I chicken out every time. <laughs> yeah. You need another million miles. And then you'll I get do. There. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm gonna be. We're going to the UK, so I'll be with my musicians for a month, and there'll be a lot of downtime. Okay. So I think I think that's another thing. Also, being with the band mm-hmm. when you're out on the road or in a bus or just kind of living that every day, it just kind of comes more natural in a weird way. Yeah. Because you do, you know, kind of tinker on keyboards or on a guitar, and there's so much again downtime mm-hmm. that and music is around you 24 7 yeah so it just becomes you know easier right um and that's how i started off literally you know when i was 15 16 i was Uh just like i want to play guitar and i i i'm not good at guitar like it hurts (laughs) my fingers and i don't want to have bad nails and so i'm not committed right (laughs) but piano you know i'm very committed to one day being able to sit down and accompany myself okay that's my goal that's an, another thing to add to the list that is yeah. yes <laughs> did you ever study voice or was that just totally natural not really for you? it was totally natural mm-hmm. for me um like when did music start for you i started professionally singing when i was nine okay in what so, capacity? Um, well, my parents, my no one in my family was in the industry at okay. all. And at two, I was running around the house constantly singing, learning songs, uh-huh. just absorbing things. 
And was there I a lot of music a, played in your house? There was a lot of music played. My my parents always had dinner parties. Okay. Um, and I was a pageant girl. Oh, yeah. So I was always on stage. Okay. Um, and then I became a dancer. Uh-huh. So I was always a big ham. You know, I wasn't afraid <laughs> to be in front of a crowd. Right. So but that's all you remember is being a performer. Pretty much. Basically. Pretty much. And no one variety. forced me to do it. I just really liked doing it. Yeah. You know, at, at the supermarket, um, Someone said to my mom, she's really cute. She should be in pictures and she uh-huh. should do some modeling. And and then that led to pageants. Okay. And my mom was like, do you want to do this? And she was a single mom at the time. And it was something fun for us to do together. Yeah. And she would make all my costumes really? and curl my hair. And then by the time I was like six or seven, probably about eight, actually, I became a tomboy. Okay. So that whole thing, <laughs> that was I was like, stop with the curlers <laughs> and having to you know, sleep with curlers in yeah. your hair. and. Um, and then my mom got married when I was remarried when I was nine. Uh-huh. And they had some friends who were musicians just across the street. They became uh-huh. friends with a couple. Where and was they this? Where did you grow up? In Norwalk, California. Okay. And they were professional musicians, touring uh-huh. musicians, recording records. And they had a going away party for their tour. Uh-huh. And, you know, and so they had people come up and just jam. And I got up and sang, and everyone was like, she really can sing. Whoa. And my mom was like, I thought she was had a good voice, but we didn't really take it. I mean, I've been recording her just, you know, kind of as fun because uh-huh. she likes to do her thing in the living room. <laughs> but So you were at nine? We didn't take it serious. I was nine. Okay. And they really encouraged my parents to go in and cut a demo tape, uh-huh. get some headshots, and just start pounding the pavement in Hollywood. Okay. Um, and so, again, my parents had no clue what they were doing, but yeah. my dad was like, if this is what you want to do, that's what we'll do. So he went around to different bands. Um, you know, we would do... Um, to see if they wanted a hoedowns, Because I started in country music, so there was all kinds oh. of like hoedowns and things like that. My dad would just go up and, and ask the band, my daughter wants to sing with you. Okay. And I'll pay you $500. And if you don't like her, you can keep the $500. If you like her, let's talk about how we can work something out. Was your dad a businessman? That's very savvy Not of him. Not really. Okay. He was a good negotiator. Yeah, there was an inner agent in him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my dad was just a survivor, okay. you know. I mean, that was my stepdad, and, uh-huh. and he had been in the military, and, you know, and just, I mean, he came from a small town in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and he just was, you know, a survivor, really. Yeah. So, you know, he, again, didn't know what he was doing, but... Money talks, at least right. to start, <laughs> right. the interest. And, and he goes, you know, I never had to pay somebody. I always got my $500 back because we got lucky. A lot of those bands were like, well, she needs to come to this next gig. Wow. She needs to come here. I mean, this is extraordinary. Like, she sounds like she's 30 years old. It's a little weird, <laughs> but she's this little person, you know. And Were you just a good mimic? Like, you could sing in any style? And Well, I was singing country, and I okay. only knew about eight songs. But yeah. I just had this big, you know, voice. Okay. And it really, people would just stop and be drawn to the stage. Uh-huh. And it, it really wasn't me. It was my voice. I mean, yeah. at that time, I didn't even really talk. Right. I was like, just let me <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna sing say? to you. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's how we started. Okay. And from that point on, it was word of mouth and getting pointed in this direction and then just building contacts. So very old school. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so so I mean, then how did the rest progress? How did you end up with this huge album at sixteen? Well, uh, we had recorded some demos already. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Nashville when I was ten to okay. try to get a record deal, and a lot of people were like, you know, you're ten, first uh-huh. of all, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you do have the voice, right? We just don't know what to do with yeah, you. Yeah, there's no Disney Channel back there's then. There's no Disney Channel. <laughs> Country music was pretty heavy with lyrics. Uh-huh. So there wasn't a lot of material for me to even sing. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't know how to market me. So, you know, we were told, go back to L.A., come back when she's like 18, uh-huh. and maybe there'll be something there. But by that time, I was bitten by the bug and wanted to sing, and my parents had you know, kind of gotten this momentum. They invested money, uh-huh. and they they kind of thought they were a little pros <laughs> a little bit. So, you know, we just kept it going, and we went into a studio in Burbank, California, mm-hmm. cutting another demo tape okay, uh, to take it to the next level, send out again. Um, Was anyone then, working with you at this point? Did you have any representation? Well, I'd or? had a few managers, yeah. um, and then, you know, again, I think everybody kind of hit a brick wall okay. because of my age. Right. There was only so much you could do. You, I could be in a bar and sing like one or two songs, but I couldn't stay in a bar. Mm-hmm. So it was like she comes in through the back door, she sings two songs, and then she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't really know, again, how to market that. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't really a place for me. Uh-huh. So everyone kind of would say, you know, again, if you were 18, I could take this somewhere. Mm. But right now... You know, you're you're 12 at right. this point, and I don't really know where to go. Uh-huh. So, it, you know, we they just would kind of say, you know, we wish you the best, but this just isn't working out. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's come back to us in four years. Come back to us whenever. when you're, yeah, exactly. Six so years, yeah. we were in Burbank, California, recording another demo, and mm-hmm. that's when George Tobin, who that was his studio, uh-huh. came down the stairs and heard my voice and pulled me to the side and pulled my mom to the side and said, she needs to be doing pop music. Does <laughs> so she know still Beatles? Country then. Um, I was singing country. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he had me in the lobby singing the Beatles and just checking out what I knew. Yeah. Just checking out my range and mm-hmm. um, you know playing a guitar and just and I thought who is this strange man? But okay. <laughs> and again, my mom was like, "Oh, okay, you know." And he goes, "I'm the owner of the studio, and she really does have a good voice, but." Country is not where she needs to be. She needs to be in pop music. And okay. my mom was like, oh, I don't know about that. Because they were true country fans. Okay. So that was like, <laughs> I don't know about that. And uh, he started talking to them, calling them at home, and uh-huh. kind of bugging them a little bit. Okay. And then that's how it all started. So he won them over. And okay. I started recording in the studio with him. And eventually kind of we signed were a deal. Recording? You know, it was it was kind of a blend. Okay. Because my cousin, my, my, my family kind of stuck to their guns a little bit. And my cousin had influenced me with more like Stevie Nicks and uh-huh. Heart. Mm-hmm. So I heard myself as being like a little bit of a rocker. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't going to sing country, I yeah. was like, oh, like maybe like Fleetwood Mac kind of stuff. Yeah. So we did some stuff kind of like Maria McKee, um, you know, kind of a blend between country and pop uh-huh. and with a little bit of a rock flair and some growl in my voice. and. And that seemed to really appease my my parents for a second. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that George was happy with what we were getting. Okay. And then he brought in, I 
think we're alone now. <laughs> there you go. Now, okay. Game changer. Yeah. yeah. But w- what was your childhood like in terms of when all this was happening before you really broke? Were you going to school regularly? Did you have did. friends? Yeah. Were you having like a normal childhood? Well, my, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, whatever yeah. that means. But I mean, to because now we'll compare it to what happened after that album came out. But up until that point, yeah, what, I mean, what was your daily life like? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to school. Yeah. And, you know, I was always singing on the weekends. Right. Uh, taking my girlfriends with me. Because I was, like, singing at the fair or okay. singing again at hoedowns yeah. or barbecues uh-huh. or, you know, wherever. So my girlfriends would come with me. They ever, Most people knew that I was a singer. Okay. Um, but, you know, it was just fun. I mean, you'd go and do, like, a, a song and show up and there'd be a band there. And you were doing standards, so you didn't have to do a rehearsal or anything okay. like that. Just tell them the key that you're singing. And I would do like 30 minutes and then we would just run off and go and play or go okay. check out guys, <laughs> you know, normal yeah. teenage stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and then go back home and, you know, go back to school. Right. So okay. it was fairly, I mean, it was fairly normal. My dad had a business and mm-hmm. he ran his business and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And But I think that everything was about the next weekend or the next gig and my right. mom would sew my costumes. And okay. So there was a lot of effort into the music world. Got it. And were you thinking, wow, maybe this is going to be the thing and I'm going to be big and I won't have to go to college and I won't have to get a real job? I mean, how far ahead were you thinking? I wasn't thinking at all. I mean, I just knew I wanted to do it. I knew that it felt magical to be up on stage. And I knew that, you know, I love people and meeting people. And um, it just felt right. Yeah. You know, it just, it didn't, it was easy. Uh I think, you know, maybe sometimes at home there was that, awkward thing when you're growing up and your mom doesn't listen to you and my parents had a lot of problems so you know there was turmoil at home and Mm -hmm. but when I got up on stage it was kind of like quiet Mm. even though it wasn't for me it was like "Ah, okay this is easy yeah and and I really enjoyed it Uh uh-huh um you know and I still do so yeah it's my escape in a weird in a really weird way Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I just watched this documentary about Juliette Lewis. Mm-hmm. She's like a real rock and roller. Yes. And, and she was saying that ideally your job, whatever it is, if it's your art, whatever, should feel like a release. Yeah. Which I think a lot of artists it's a, relate I mean, to. if you can do that and that's where you're at, I think that's a blessing. Yeah. Not too many people can say that, but it should no. be like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that, definitely. Then you know you've hit the sweet spot. Then you know yeah. you're doing. You're <laughs> you on the right it. path. Exactly. Yeah, you're doing something that you're meant to be doing. Yeah, you know. So, so that the first album came out in '87, right? Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible with dates. <laughs> it was '87. Uh, you were 16. How old were you when it came out? I recorded it when I was 14. Okay. And I, it came out right before my 16th birthday. Okay. So I was 15 when it was released. Yeah. And I started doing the mall tour. And then I turned 16. And by that time, everything was exploding. Yeah. Then it went bonkers. Mm -hmm. Like, do you remember um, the first time you found out you were number one on the charts? Like, do you remember any particular moments where it sunk in that this was happening to you? Well, when I heard it on the radio a lot, which was really cool. (laughs) Uh You know, you'd be like driving. I mean, I got my first car and then I would be driving with, you know, somebody else. Uh And then we turn the station. There it was. You were. like, yay. You know, Um, that's pretty, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. But I mean, the first time that I got the phone call that I had a number one record, Mm -hmm. I was doing chores at home. Yeah. And washing (laughs) dishes. And my mom was coming home and I still was like a normal kid. I had chores to do. Yeah. So by that time, my parents had actually split up. Okay. My step, my stepfather and my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mom and I lived in a small little apartment Mm -hmm. and my sister was with us. Um, Mm And, you know, my mom was, she had a part-time job. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was like, there was a lot of real going on. Yeah. And I had chores to do. And, you know, I was in the studio recording. And when I came home, I had chores to do. And then I had to go to school. Yeah. So, I mean, my producer called me. My manager called me. And he was like, "Uh, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing my chores. He goes, well, you're not going to have to do dishes for very long in your life. (laughs) Because you just have a number one record. And I was like cool and he was like I don't think you understand what's going on here and I said well I understand if I don't get this done I'm not gonna be able to do anything because you know Janie doesn't play so I have to hang up now um and I was thrilled but again I don't know I knew that was big Uh uh-huh but I don't know you're still living your life yeah I mean I didn't know like how sacred that is yeah you know, right. it, it's it's a different thing. Now as an artist and 30 years in, I know how special that is. Uh-huh. Um, I knew it was really important and that was awesome. Yeah. And that was, that meant we had, you know, achieved something. Right. And we but were now playing the game. Yet. But yeah, I yeah. didn't really know how, it took a while until I started looking at people that I loved uh-huh. who've inspired me and realized they've never had a number one record. Mm-hmm. And some of these people are iconic I mean they're legends right. and you're like how could that be yeah so I mean it really is a little mind-blowing when yeah. you start to put that all into perspective right and so what the, what was the mall tour exactly what did that entail the mall tour was again they you know once I signed uh-huh. at 14 we started to work some music Right away, I went out with some of the songs that we had recorded. Yeah. We were still doing the album. Uh But, you know, we were kind of testing some of the songs. And I was going to clubs on the East Coast. Uh Uh-huh. Doing really, really well with the music. But again, I'm 14, 15. Right. I can't hang in the club. The audience is older. Uh Uh-huh. There wasn't a connection. Uh Uh-huh. And no one knew how to market me. Yeah. So the album was going to get shelved before it was even finished. Because it was like the big sit down of look, this isn't working. The music is great, mm-hmm. but the we don't there, know. You, we, yeah, we them, just right? don't know how to where to put her. Yeah, you know, she's too young to be in clubs, and 
we could do a video and all of that, but everything is an older crowd for her. Mm-hmm. And that's when my A&R guy, um, Larry Salters, was just walking around one day thinking, you know, I just, I really believe in this project. She's got a great voice. You know, I just, this is kind of like my baby and yeah. I don't want to see it fail. How do I save this project? And he was in a mall. And he looked around and he was like, there's kids in a mall. (laughs) There are things in malls. Like, there are shows in malls. There are fashion shows in malls. There are hair shows in malls. Why don't we have her sing in a mall? So were you one of the first to do that? I was. Yeah, to my knowledge, yes. I believe I was. Yeah, I believe I was the first one to do a mall tour. That's Do music. Yeah. Because, again, I mean, they have hair shows at malls and they would have fashion shows and pageants and things like that. But actual music where you could just come and and at first it was it was awkward we did a lot of so how does it work they set up a stage they would set up a stage Uh and usually they would do it sometimes I mean it took a while before we got it perfected yeah Uh, but you know in the beginning they'd set it up next to like a jewelry store Uh which is not the right place for me and where's the the right place and the jeweler wouldn't even know that we were coming (laughs) so I mean right in front of the store and with this loud music and I'm like dancing and they're like we want this shut down now Like put her in the food there court. Are people shopping here for engagement rings. Yeah, like, they didn't want this, you know. So, and then they put me in front of, oh, a lot of different places mm-hmm. that, you know, the retailers would go crazy. Yeah, um, where were and, they advertising it? Do you know? Well, at first we didn't really start with advertising. Yeah. They just plopped me in a mall, okay. and people would walk by. I mean, there'd be like chairs, like three rows of uh-huh. chairs, and. There would be like a lot of older ladies really? that would sit down because because they were tired. Christine, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom, there I'd be. I'd be like, think we're alone now. And they'd be like, oh, you're too loud. I mean, they would yell and or get disgusted wow. and walk away. Oh, my God. I mean, the first couple malls, mall tours, I actually cried. Really? Because someone yelled at me and like, you know, yeah, it didn't go very well in the beginning. Yeah. But as a kid, you're resilient, and yeah. it didn't stop me. I went and had pizza and came back. There you go. <laughs> right back up on stage, you know. Did a little shopping. Yeah, did a little shopping. Back. And then I think it was like, you know, radio started embracing the record. Okay. And then they started talking about it. Uh-huh. And by the way, she's at the mall. That's how they're working this record. Okay. And da, 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 da. And then so the news kind of started. Dovetailed. Yeah. Yeah. And then as the songs got bigger on the radio, more people started coming out the to media. the mall. It was all media okay, driven. I mean, yeah. people were just like, she's at a mall singing. <laughs> like, you can go and see her for free. Yeah. And I think it was hand in hand. I think the song was doing really well. But I think the mall tour started to make the song do really, really well. Mm-hmm. And it was just, they complemented each other. Yeah. And you had, like, you know, this, this perfect element and right. this perfect avenue to... To really promote a young artist mm-hmm. um, because it was the right audience. Right. And so uh, did droves of teenagers start coming out they by did. the end? They did. I mean, it was... Did it get to be a mob scene? Did it? Yeah, it was sad because eventually, you know, it wasn't safe. Um, you mm, saw a lot yeah. of people, like, they would put, like, barricades and then people would be crushed up against the barricades. It got crazy. I would stop singing and say, okay, everybody move back. And But that's hard to say move back when they're all the way almost to the parking lot. So, <laughs> I mean, we shut the mall down. Oh and I'm sure that was annoying as, you know, for other people yeah. as well trying to shop so it just it had outgrown 
the malls. Yeah. Which is a great place to be. Totally. It's an awesome place to be. That's crazy that you started that phenomenon, though. I mean, because I was born in 82, and I have very early memories of, you know, like, my favorite shows, like the cast of 90210. You'd see them being chased through the malls. You know, it became, like, very standard for teen heartthrobs to do that. Yes. That's crazy to think that you kick that off well that's where you know that's where I hung out yeah it made so much sense because again that's where I hung out with my girlfriends we used to go to the mall and just share like a little packet of fries Mm -hmm. and walk around and look at clothing that we couldn't afford Uh and listen to go in the record store back then it was records (laughs) and just look at all like you know read the back of an album read all the liner notes and Just kind of be there. Yeah, you was never a had cool to buy place to be, you yeah. know, and then go check out guys, of course, and <laughs> and then you know just I mean just walk around. That was a whole day. Yeah, that was the place to be. But then by the end of that tour, you probably could not walk into a mall anymore undisturbed. No, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's it, the it, end of that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even now, when I walk through a mall, people are like double take. Yeah. I was just buying shoes, oh gosh, a couple of weeks ago maybe. Mm-hmm. And a lady was standing next to me and she goes, Are you Tiffany? Oh my God. I go, Yes, I'm in a mall. Imagine that. <laughs> and she goes, I know this is exciting, isn't it? I'm with Tiffany in a mall. I go, Yeah, girl, I have a mean shopping problem. Okay. That's, That's what the mall tour did to me. I'm a shopaholic. It is not funny. Do you feel like you're living a double life sometimes when you're at home in Nashville? And well, like, I forget. You're like normal Tiffany person, yeah. but then people will be like, oh, you're Tiffany, Tiffany. Yes. Yeah. And there's always Tiffany, Tiffany, or Tiffany, Tiffany the singer. Right, right. Tiffany yes. the <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany, or Tiffany the singer. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I do. I really do forget. I, I'm yeah. I'm kind of a nature head. I like to like just relax and yeah. be with, you know, no shoes on and uh-huh. my hair in a tousled ponytail and no makeup, uh-huh. and, you know, which is probably not flattering sometimes, but... I just like to be on the down low. Totally. Um, you know, I'm very comfortable with who I am and very, again, grateful yeah. that I can go and, you know, be all glamorized and makeup and hair people come in and you're like, mm-hmm. woo, this is, I like this. <laughs> but I don't want the, you know, obligation of having to do that every day. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot. So, you know, at home, I'm more earthy. Yeah. You know, I'm very like zen and I'm like, come on in. And I think I forget that, and I go out in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to look okay, but you know, I go out, and people are like, oh, "You're Tiffany," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm just out here buying groceries. Oh, That's what I'm doing." And then are you like seeing your, <laughs> like seeing them, seeing you through their eyes, like, "Oh, what is this moment yeah. like for them?" Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's different. I mean, I, I never shy away. I, I, you know, even if I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna go and barbecue." So, but if you want to take so a picture, there's a backstory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me That's and my nice chicken have to be in the shot. Yeah, okay. I this is my purpose today. And then they can say, "I saw <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany, and her chicken." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how how crazy um, steeped in that teen celebrity '80s culture were you at its height? Like, were you palling around with other young 80s stars? Well, I did a little bit. Yeah. But I think I was always afraid of getting too caught up. Okay. Um, and I think that... That's very mature of you. And my manager of also didn't really, you know, okay, he really discouraged a lot of that stuff. People were watching that. Mm-hmm. I think also because maybe in my own weird 
thing that I have. Yeah. I didn't come from money. Right. So a lot of Hollywood people are sons and daughters of, you know, professional people or already, you know, um, known names. Mm -hmm. And so they've been raised a certain way. Okay. Like there's an elite factor there. Yeah. and I didn't really come from that. Okay. So I always felt like an outsider. Yeah. A little bit. You probably um, were invited to parties all the time. I was. Yeah. And sometimes it was way over my head, to yeah. be honest with you. I was like, I'm going to get into so much trouble if I stay here. There is a lot going on. And I think I knew enough about myself that, you know, I'm not you know, above mm-hmm. doing any of that kind of stuff. And that was really not in my heart. Yeah. It kind of scared me. But, I mean, it's a fast-paced life. You Mm -hmm. know, you're there, and there's, like, drugs, and there's sex, and there's people, and Mm -hmm. there's, you know, I mean, it's you're exposed to it. Yeah. And I definitely was like, oh, wow. You know, and then other celebrities would walk in the door, and you'd be like, oh, my. Like, who for you in that time was Um, like, oh, now I might get to meet so-and-so? Well, I mean, definitely. There was tons of people I wanted. Like the Corys? I wanted to meet, like, Eddie Van Halen. Okay. No, I was going straight to the the rockers. (laughs) Yes. You're not interested in those no, like, no, cheesy no, no, movie no. heartthrobs. Uh, you wanted no, the, no, no, the, no, no, the, no. Yeah, Rob okay. Lowe was awesome. Oh, that's a and good I, one. And I almost had a chance to go on a date with him. Yeah, and, what happened? And I, well, I introduced my aunt, which was a total blow it. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he just went, like, away. I was like, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> I thought you were going to say your aunt went out with Rob Lowe. No, okay. no, 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 no. There was none of that. But I, yeah. I my, you know, she was my guardian, and she yeah. was sitting there. And it was awkward because I didn't want to introduce her. Uh-huh. And I knew that I was being rude. <laughs> but I was like, that's just a total blow it, right? <laughs> Hi, Rob. This is my aunt. Aww. Like, And, you, were you know, my ride home. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be really cool. And finally, I, I held out till I couldn't hold out anymore. And then I yeah. introduced him. And he just kind of, you know, again, kind of went away mm-hmm. a little bit. I thought, mm, yeah. see, you can't bring in parents or aunts or... <laughs> Did you have any celebrity boyfriends? Well, I had one. I had John Knight from New Kids. Um, But, I mean, I actually never wanted to date other celebrities. Yeah. Again, I I think that was my biggest thing is that, you know, they looked amazing and everything. But I just wasn't sure any of that worked. Yeah. Two big personalities together. It doesn't usually work. It doesn't usually work. Yeah. Um, you know, I always knew I wanted to have real love mm-hmm. and have a family, and I am one of those girls, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, I was not really like the fame aspect. Yeah. Like if I date him, I'll be more famous or right. I'll go different places. I was always like, well, I'm doing that on my own. Yeah. I don't really need somebody to, to do that. Right. Um, you know, and I, I think I accepted a lot of celebrities at face value. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you really think they're going to be faithful to you? No. And so then I'm going to be in jail because it's, <laughs> it's going to be bad because I am a redhead at the well. end of the day. Justice will be served. Yeah, you know, and I just, I really didn't want to be like somebody's flavor of the week kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and I just kind of thought, well, a lot of these guys are out living their life. Yeah. They have women, you know, thrown at them all the time. And right. 
it's nothing towards you. It's just the lifestyle. So if yeah. you get into that, that's mm-hmm. what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, but it's not everyone. But who wasn't a celebrity? Like, how did you then dip your toes back into normal life? Well, I had a lot of just normal boy- boyfriends. Okay. You know. Um, and friends, too. Like, friends. you were able to maintain yeah. that I didn't world. date a lot. Yeah. I really didn't just, date a lot. Sure. I mean, I had my first boyfriend when I was 14, mm-hmm. right when I was oh, recording the record. And he was my boyfriend until I met John. Really? Um, and well, you know, What happened with the new kids? Did you book them to open for you? They actually you came backstage. Okay. And I was already on the road uh-huh. and doing, you know, a big tour. Yeah. And my manager and I couldn't agree on an opening act. Uh-huh. He kept saying a magician. He kept saying a comedian. And I was like, these are really <laughs> dorky things you're yeah. throwing out there. Um, and so we just couldn't find the right person. Okay. Um, so I had no one. And I I thought, that's terrible. Because mm-hmm. I could hear, you know, they play like some music and everything. But the girls would just really sit out there. I mean, there were guys that came to see me. But it was primarily girls. Yeah. And they would just sit out there. And then I would come out. And I thought, oh, that's not really the way it's supposed to be. Right. And we had talked about it so much. And it was like, we just didn't know how to solve the problem. My agent brought new kids in and it was myself and my girlfriend who was my best friend and mm-hmm. she would travel with me in the summer and do my clothes and just yeah. generally hang out That's with nice. me um and we were having lunch backstage after sound check and he said I want you to meet I just signed them uh-huh. and they've got a record and they're doing pretty you know pretty well but you know they've done some shows but, you know I just really want you to see them I think they might be a good fit for you uh-huh. and um they came in and they sang, and um, so this of course, is when they were really young still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just starting. Yeah, really. They and just had that first album out. They just had that first okay. album out. So they were still just kids from Boston. I mean, they basically. played a boombox in yeah. my like, <laughs> you know, like and just danced just around the scene for you and did their whole thing. Yeah. And my friend Sunita and I, we were like hot, hot, <laughs> hot. I mean, because we're girls. Yeah, and they were adorable. Um, and their songs were great. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, well, why don't they go on tonight? Yeah. I don't have an opening act. If they want to do it, let oh them try God. it. Well, no. That's when we amazing. And as soon as I heard the girls out there screaming, I was like, I have done a good thing. <laughs> and I just, I got it. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is going to work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Well, the next day I got a uh, call from my manager who freaked out on me. He was like, you don't understand. You don't make these decisions. These are like, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, money involved. And now you've said yes to putting Mm. people on the road with you. And, you know, there's a whole other bag of tricks here that you don't know. And I said, but it works. (laughs) You should have been here. Like all these girls were screaming and it works. Yeah. And so... I mean, I got into trouble, but we did it anyway, and it and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> you got the last laugh on that one, and yeah. you got a boyfriend out of it. So I did. It's a win-win for Yay. everybody involved. <laughs> Man, so then, I mean, gosh, I could keep you here for hours and hours, but I know that I can't. So I guess to just kind of cover all the ground that we won't have time to really delve into today, you know, your new album. Uh, your voice, your voice sounds very much like you, and it's very, it's been very consistent over the years, which is always a relief when you hear an artist, you know, and you're like, oh, they've taken care of themselves and they sound Thank amazing. Um, but how would you say that you've changed as an artist between that young Tiffany and, and that artist today, even if the voice is the same? 
Like, how do you feel different as an artist? I Again, I think I'm just comfortable with being me, Yeah. whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there's times I look at other people and I go, oh, one day I'll be so, one day I'll grow up. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm really that girl that I we try for all the fabulous, yeah. you know, but I'm somehow the car door is going to get, you know, my dress is going to get stuck in it or there's going to be toilet paper on my shoe mm-hmm. or some drama. I'm going to fall down the carpet. <laughs> so, something is going to happen. It's just always like that. And I think instead of crying and being so, you know, I just can't recover from that. I'm now, I just think it's funny. Yeah. I just embrace it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Who did I think I was? Yeah. Of course it's got to be like that. Um, it's annoying sometimes, but you know I have a really sick sense of humor. I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends around me and people that I work with. We just have fun. Yeah. And I think now when I show up to my shows, definitely I'm professional. Uh-huh. But you're gonna get a wild ride. You're gonna get you know me talking about my day. You're gonna get me talking about songs mm-hmm. and if something goes wrong behind the scenes, I'm gonna let you know about it. I mean, there's times that I'll say something I just did the cutting room in New York uh-huh. and I with all of these intimate evening shows which I'm doing now for mm-hmm. a million miles the record I want every show to be kind of tailor made for that show so yeah. we'll do the record but we'll also do um, stuff from the past so you never know what's going to come mm-hmm. you know and I'm kind of pulling back from the archives and I pulled out a song holding old friend's hand which I used to do all the time uh-huh. but I haven't in so many years. Yeah. And so I had a little cheat sheet of all my lyrics. Uh-huh. And I had so much in my head because as you're going and promoting, you're just going from here to there. And after a while, you can't remember everything. <laughs> sure. And of course, the day before I go, I'm just not retaining this song. Mm-hmm. And I knew it like the back of my hand. This mm-hmm. is crazy. <laughs> but I'm going to have a cheat sheet just in case. Yeah. And I started off to sing it. And I told everybody, here's a cheat sheet. Just saying, so if I need to go to it, I know it's here. You know it's there. We're all good. (laughs) And finally, I sat down at the end of the stage, and I started another year. Oh, we started off wrong already. (laughs) And I just handed it to a fan. I go, you need to hold that. (laughs) And they were like, you're really funny. Like, you just, like, you know, designate what's going to happen. But you're very honest. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, for me, that's, to me, it's not a bad thing. There's Mm -hmm. some people that would really be freaked out by that that you show that you failed or that you don't have everything right but for me I'm like oh it is what it is I mean as long as I would freak out if I couldn't sing right when I don't feel good vocally Mm -hmm. if you want to see me freak out that's 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 because I'm like this is what I do yeah so when I'm not feeling well Uh I'm I'm actually pretty quiet and people go are you okay and I'm like not really yeah. No, my voice isn't feeling. And thank goodness it's not, you know, too often. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get tired. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, those notes are really high. Why did I write such a high <laughs> song? <laughs> but it sounds like that sense of humor helps you ride through all of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, I have a great um, band. Yeah. And my husband's awesome. And, you know, and I just... Sometimes I just kind of go, okay, God, you you got me into this. You gave me the talent. You made the plan. So I'm just going to ride the wave. And I'm very grateful to do that. But I don't have all the answers. Yeah. 
you know, I no. can only get up well, and do my best. To? And life would be boring things. if we had all the answers. kind of. I mean, I you know, so. sometimes I think though, you know, again, when you're trying to be professional and work mm-hmm. something, people don't want to hear that. Yeah, they don't want to hear that you don't have the answers. You know, and they need answers and right. they need them fast. Yeah. So there's a difference in real life and mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get really caught up in that. It can get like really crazy. Yeah. Um, but again, that's where I have really good people around me. And there you go. You know, we just, we just, I think the biggest thing is, is trying to enjoy what you're doing yeah. and, and also be the best right. at what you do. Mm-hmm. Not what is, other people do. Right. Yeah. You know, you for, for you. Yeah. Um, which is a hard job. That's right. enough. <laughs> yes, enough. <laughs> um, lastly, one of our editors wanted me to ask you what your favorite five songs of yours are. Oh. Or the five songs you enjoy performing the most of yours. Of or, mine? Yeah, of yours. Um, well, A Million Miles mm-hmm. off the new album mm-hmm. could have been. Okay. Uh, I would have to say probably all this time. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick with a lot of the ballads. Okay. Uh, I think we're alone now. Yeah. What, what is your relationship with that song now? Well, as soon as I go, children be, people go, ah, you know. So and that must feel good still, right? It does. Yeah. Uh, there's something about that song that really makes people feel good. Yeah. It's a happy song. Did you ever Most go through people, a moment of, I don't want to sing that song no, anymore? I've never went through that that moment at all. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it it's, served you well. Yeah, I, and I'm very, again, grateful that I don't have that, oh, I don't I think we're alone now. You know, I mean, there's times yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But, you know, sometimes when you're doing a TV show or something, they're like, we only want I think we're alone now. And I'm like, well, we had to do something new, though, because people aren't <laughs> going to know I'm doing anything new. Right. So I'll give you a little like bit of it. sugar. Because they get it. Yeah. But, you know, you have to fight to, like, get something new Move them on, on the, to the next thing. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm never running away from it. Right. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the Embrace last one. Oh, um, the last one. Probably Oh Betty, a song called Oh Betty okay. from The Color of Silence. Nice. Yeah, Very I cool. really love that. And I just did it. And I got through that one. I remembered all the lyrics. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the album is A Million Miles. Yes. It is out. It is everywhere to be purchased. It is out and everywhere. You can also go to tiffanytunes.com. That tells you about all the the ways you can purchase the album, but it's on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, yada, yada, yada. And the biggest thing for me mm-hmm. is to say, you know, come and see me live. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're touring. You know, so. Definitely go get the album, but, you know, I'm touring. And so if you go to tiffanytunes.com, that'll show you. And we're doing so many different types of venues from uh-huh. retro stuff like freestyle uh-huh. stuff. I'm doing a lot of these freestyle concerts with like myself and Taylor Dane and Expose cool. and Lisa Lisa. Very cool. Um, to like some 80s kind of stuff to just, you know, my intimate evening stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm popping in a club here and there. Okay. Just for so some a, fun. A little bit of something for everyone. Whatever there you're looking really for. Is. There really, really yeah. is. I mean, you're always going to hear the hits no yeah. matter where I go. Um, and, and so you're never going to walk away disappointed. Yeah. But you might be pleasantly surprised. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. All right, Tiffany, thank you so much. Thank you. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. They don't understand. And so we're running just as fast as we can. Holding on to one another. Santa, 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.